So hey guys, welcome back to the Vows Media Podcast. I'm Obina Valentine, your host for today's podcast. And today we have Ashley Ebebash from LA. I like it. You were back, but you did really good. I, 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 I wanted to actually ask you before I go on this podcast, so I don't... <laughs> Thank you, you know, so much. I'm from Michigan, so Michigan okay. is a state that has a very thick accent, so I even pronounce my own name wrong just based on where I'm from. So oh, you're good. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you so much. So Ashley is a director and a photographer in Los Angeles. Thank you so much, Ashley, for being on this podcast. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. So tell us a bit more about your journey. Tell us a bit more about yourself and let's see how we can kick off. Yeah, so I am a filmmaker. I moved to Los Angeles when I was 19 years old, so over 18 years ago, actually. And I kind of... Went to, I went to film school, went out to the New York Film Academy for a one-year directing program. And then from there, just sort of started going on different sets, doing all kinds of different jobs and established my own production company in 2005. And since then, I've pretty much full-time been either a director, producer, editor, um, and then photography is like a whole nother passion of mine, which has been a great career um, okay. sort of side hustle. Yeah, so um, I've been running my own independent film company for many years now. Wow, that was Born bon One Pro Media, right? Yeah. BurnOneProductions.com. <laughs> nice, right? So, um, photography is when when it goes to how is it? How is it putting filmmaking and photography together? Because I sort of know that there are lots of um, differences when it comes to photography and filmmaking. Yeah, because I don't know how it matches here, but tell us a bit more about the whole scenario when it comes to filmmaking and photography. Like, how do you match them together? How can you tell? Or is there a way that they have, like, a similarities or something? I know both of them have to do with um, handling a camera here. But when it comes to composition-wise and, you know, how filmmaking, prepping, um, locations, counties and everything, how, how do you fuse them together with photography? Sure. So I think that the main sort of similarity between filmmaking and photography is storytelling, right? They're yeah. both visual mediums. So when you look at a photo, you know, if you actually are doing your due diligence in storytelling, you're going to feel something looking at it, right? Yeah. Just as when you watch a film, there's bad films and good films, right? So yeah. when we look at any image, we feel something. So the key for both is to get the viewer to actually sort of go on the path or the journey with you visually, because we're not right. We're, we're not writing something down. We're showing, not telling. So I think with photography and filmmaking, it's sort of that balance of just visually telling a story or a feeling or a moment. Um, as far as planning photography is way easier uh you know yeah. filmmaking in general can be such a beast to take on in planning and pre-production whereas photography has a little bit more room for i think flexibility and free will filmmaking yeah. we get those magic moments but overall you kind of have to have a plan 
so that would be the biggest difference between the two. Um, but overall, it's just been a way for me to express myself and work with so many different people, which I love. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That, that is really amazing. Because, <laughs> because actually, actually, this starts with, um, I actually did start with photography. Because I feel, they say, they say almost, almost every filmmaker started with photography. That was that's because I've done a lot of podcasts in like with other amazing directors and filmmakers and they were like, well, the journey has always been with photography here because I feel it's more like an entry level and makes you um, understanding your camera and everything for you to, you know, be on a bigger picture when it comes to filmmaking. Because and when it comes to filmmaking, there are more standards to it. Yeah. Because we have stages of film, we have the production, we have the production post-production, you know, sound designing and everything. So there's a lot that goes yeah. into, into filmmaking than just photography. Yeah, and you're right. The work actually is in filmmaking. So yeah. Um, so I think that one of the things that you just said that's so important for people to realize about filmmaking is that the more that you know about other positions, right? Other things. Yeah such as with photography, I learned composition at a young age. So then I kind of could tap into lighting and DP work just because you're learning the aesthetic and all the equipment and gear. And nothing's better than a director or filmmaker that knows these other positions and almost even feels empathy for their problems and the things that come up and you're able to communicate with different departments. So I think photography is a great entryway to get into filmmaking because you are looking in the lens and creating your story from just a very visceral, small, like one track yeah. medium. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so now let's let's now dive in into our main subject because now we are about to hear Ashley give us a little <laughs> bit of the fire in filmmaking. So first of all, we'll just be talking about the personal definition of who a filmmaker is, right? Because um, I know almost everyone has a different definition of who, because filmmaking as a whole is like a compound word when it comes to um, film. Because I know there's film directing, there's editing, there's um, sound, there's lots of it. So when, when is, like, who is a filmmaker? Who can you tell the filmmaker? How can we differentiate filmmaker and film director or film everything so how do we classify filmmaker who is a filmmaker yeah i i love this question because los angeles is a good way like for okay. me to learn this lesson everyone can call themselves whatever they want but until they're doing it they're not it right so in many ways, I think the best definition of a filmmaker is anybody that has put themselves out there to make their own content. If you're actually shooting something, then you are becoming a filmmaker as we speak. Yeah. So whether you have an iPhone or you have a 35 millimeter camera or an Aerie Alexa, right. you are a filmmaker because you are creating your own story and content. Yeah. And it can start from something as simple as a two scene thing or a really obscure shot that you just wanted to make yeah. or it could turn into a feature film but I think that the key and the definition is that you're actually doing it you're not talking about it you're not putting it off it's all encompassing you have That's to right. actually do it to be a filmmaker yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a part to say it doesn't matter if you're using a phone or a 
or a camera, yeah. Because there's this there's this stuff I started with that um start with a camera in your pocket because we always carry this device everywhere. Yeah. And it ha- and it has a camera, right? It does have a camera. So this is the camera in our pocket. So we could start with this. We could start with whatever we have. We could we could start with um with uh with a camcorder. We could start with something. Just create something, right? So that that is the whole push when it comes to you know that is also sort of an advice to also aspiring filmmakers out there that are always waiting for gears and waiting for gears is not bad, but um, pushing something out there is the best that could give you that drive because most times you need to, you need to also prepare yourself for when the gear comes so you could be able to you know expand and elaborate in your own filmmaking ideas you get. So, um, so how was filmmaking? You don't want to yourself. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I cut you off. No, no, you want to say I would love to hear what you want to say. I just want to let every filmmaker out there know that you should not limit yourself. Worried about what resources you have available to you, right? Like, still tell your story. Don't have to be. You know, budgets are hard to come by, right? So, like, mm-hmm. find a way where there's a will, there's a way. So, don't be intimidated by not having enough money or technology at your disposal to still somehow find a way to tell your story. Yeah. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, how has filmmaking yes. been for you? Like, how, how has it affected you? Um, looking at your everyday life, how has it been for you? Um, because... Okay, let me let me start with me for example. Yeah, filmmaking as a whole. I feel filmmaking for me affected me in I would say in a good or bad way. Why I say in a good way is because it's it's something that I what I see it's not what other people see. For example, when I'm watching a movie, right? There's there's a lot I'm watching than just what the other person is watching. It's non-filmmakers. For example, I know I'm looking at the story, I'm looking at the whole direction of the video, I'm trying to master how they did the lighting, the light source. Um, I'm trying to also see, okay, how good is the acting? How is it possible to pull this off? How can we also get this direction right if we're trying to pull a VFX, all those green screen and everything. So there's a lot that going to when you're a filmmaker because now you're watching the movie in the eyes of a filmmaker. So that is also a good and bad way. Why, Why I say it's a good way is because you're also learning from it there and why I say it in a bad way is because the other person watching is not seeing what I'm watching so when I'm talking to myself you get it's sort of distracting because nobody understands okay this camera was this movie was shot maybe with Ari Alexa and stuff like that but the other person doesn't get it so it's all pissed that out what are you saying Val? what are you saying please just enjoy this movie boy you get what I'm saying yeah. so that is how it has affected my everyday <laughs> life because my vision is extremely different. When I see something, I feel, okay, this can be gotten out of this. You feel me? How can I film this? How can I okay, get these lights or these cinematic scenes and everything? So that is how it has affected me. So I feel it's in between good and bad. It's 50-50 for the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so how's it been for you? I can totally see that. Yeah, I could see how being a filmmaker can definitely affect your viewing experience of films because you can notice now you're like, I wonder how they pulled that off or, (laughs) oh, that glass is in the right spot from the last, you know, cut. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think from just like an overall life standpoint, um, 
film has not only made me the happy, you know, I feel lucky and grateful every day for pursuing something that makes me happy. I don't go to work or feel bogged down by my career path. I'm actually okay. excited every minute of the day to wake up and kind of do my career. And I don't think that everyone has the opportunity to uh, experience a job that they're doing that they like all the time. So okay. I think all filmmakers were kind of lucky in the sense that we're doing something that we love. Yeah, I think the no. bad, bad is it's all encompassing. I mean, my personal life sometimes suffers as far as my schedule. Um, I'm busy all the time. Okay. Sometimes if I'm not um, on set, I'm in pre-production. If I'm not in pre-production, I could be in two shoots. And, you know, I could have six shoots in a week and then one day off to prep for the next week. You wow. know, so it's kind of like a schedule nightmare in a sense of I've chosen a difficult career and something that doesn't allow you to have a ton of free time when you're really doing it. Yeah. Um, when you're on set, it could be 12 hour days back to back to back. You could go wow. overtime. So as I get older and do it longer, I've started to find a happy balance. But I do think that people that are watching films at home don't realize how hard it was yeah. to make them. The process. And so we put a lot of stress on our Yes. So that's kind of the, the ugly or the bad side, but the good side is there's nothing more fulfilling or exciting for me personally. So it's kind of like a win-win no matter what. Yeah, yeah, filmmaking. So I actually do love your part on how it has affected you, good or bad, because nobody does know what is going on behind the scenes, but it's a lot, like a lot going on. Yeah. So um, looking yeah. at filmmaking, <laughs> looking at filmmaking, yeah. So how, how do we project filmmaking in like the next 10 years of existence? Like looking from it now, because looking from it then, uh, during the 90s, I know the tech and the whole camera, everything is way different compared to now. So how do you see sure. the next 10 years? Like looking at it in the technical aspect, um, the direction of it, how acting is going to be, how how advanced our light um, technicians or techniques are going to like improve when it comes to filmmaking. So from a technical aspect, I think things have gotten easier. I was in the tail end of the film era, 35 millimeter, and that was what I was learning on in film school. And then it all went digital. I think that it's kind of cool to see a resurgence of film as well in some ways. Um, but even with lighting, right? We used to have these hot lights that made everyone sweat. And now they're replaced with LED lights where no one sweats or lugging in kinos, which were like coffins the size of a body. Okay. And now it's like little LED, you know? Um, yeah. So in a way it's exciting when technology has made things easier and more comfortable for us. And we're still able to obtain like beautiful images. Um, I think from a business standpoint, I think film is actually getting better for the independent filmmaker. I think that studios can't blow their entire budget every year on one Marvel movie because no one's going to theaters because they're closed for COVID or whatever. And also with streaming services, they need content so fast 
that it opens up the market for people that are making independent projects to actually sell them now. Um, so that's actually really exciting. And I see the industry kind of veering into more voices as opposed to a smaller group of filmmakers that were always sort of the gatekeepers of the industry. I think now we're going to see a shift where more and more filmmakers have a voice and there's a market for them. So that's really exciting. Uh, Technology is only making it easier, in my opinion, and I'm loving it. I yeah. used to be such a film nerd. And then I just embrace digital and I love it now. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> so in a sense, yeah. And then the, the only other thing I thought of with this question is how I think like maybe a year and a half ago, everyone was getting into VR, virtual reality technology, Ooh, especially in Los Angeles. There's certain like, are we going to do VR movies? And I never bought into it because I always feel like filmmaking is escapism. Gaming okay. and video games, I could see how that would go totally VR forever. But I don't think that we're ever going to get into a place in in cinema history where we're going and being part of our own movie. I think people still want to see other people's yeah. stories. Yeah. So I think we'll, yeah. we'll hold on to that forever. Yeah. yeah. Thank, you. Thank you so much. Like, this is, I'm also learning a lot from you, to be honest. Like, there's a lot of knowledge that I've grabbed from this podcast as well. And thank you so much. What practical advice will you give aspiring filmmakers out there um, that will be watching this video or listening to this podcast anyway? What advice would you like to share with them when it comes to them coming up and trying to pull through the industry? Sure. I think, um, you know, it took me a few years I think the best thing that you can do when you're starting out is learn from other people. Yeah. Shadow someone that you're inspired by. Read books. You know, you don't have to go to film school to be a filmmaker. You can learn other ways if you don't have those resources available to you. I think that the most important thing is starting somewhere and yeah. then gravitating to the knowledge that you're learning. So my biggest advice is get out and do it. Don't take it as like a backseat, like, well, I don't have this, I don't have that, because you're going to hold yourself back. And find a story that you're able to tell that's authentic to you. If you're trying to be someone else because you're inspired by them, you're already losing, right? Mm. You want to hear what you have to say, uh, yeah. you know? So I think that that comes down to the foundation of who you are and your style. And if you're trying to replicate someone else, you're already failing. Yeah. Thank so. you, Ashley. I'm also, <laughs> I'm also grabbing that. I'm also grabbing that too. I'm also grabbing that. Thank you so much, Ashley. Thanks so much for sharing your experience and thanks so much for also teaching us on the LA style and how to film LA style. So this is Nigeria. Welcome to Nigeria. Thank you so much. Ashley. I'm so excited. You are amazing. Thank you. You are, when I, we, we came across each other on Instagram, which yeah. is such a cool new way of thing to like connect with filmmakers. And I was just instantly blown away by your work and your work ethic and how you're trying to connect filmmakers from all over the world. That's just really exciting for me. Thank so you thank so you. Thank you. I'm so glad hearing this from you. Damn, I feel blown. Yo, can you hear that? Ashley commented on me, yo, yeah. <laughs> I think I need to make a trip over there. I'm ready. I've been wanting to go to Africa for quite some time now. <laughs> Let me be a tourist. Don't worry. I'm gonna but if you're it. ever in LA, well, 
Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I'm going to. That's <laughs> Thanks awesome. Thanks so much, Ashley. We're going to do this again. We're also going to invite other people and we're also going to share monolith. So I'm expecting like one more guest. So it could be just three of us talking about another topic. And I also love you to be on it. So we'll see how we can reshare it if you're down for it. I'm so down. Whatever you need from me, I'm in. I'm such a fan. I can't even like tell you enough. I think you're great. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. Thank you so much for watching Ashley share experience. And we will see you in the next video. Peace. Thank you so much. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Ashley. Take care. Bye. <laughs>